Hey, welcome to the Saltwater Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and FMF Racing. I'm Don Maeda, and I'm joined today in studio by Colby Raha, a seven-time X Games medalist. Is that kind of trippy now to hear me say seven-time? Yeah, it is, because uh, growing up, like I idolized all the X Games guys, and I never thought I would get to this point, but I also put in the work, so I feel like, uh, yeah, it, it kind of... It's cool. It's cool. To, yeah, that title sounds sweet. Sounds good, huh? Yeah. Seven time. So you started off as a moto racer, though, right? I mean, I, yeah. uh, I know you raced minis, and did you do the whole amateur national cir circus and all that? <clears throat> yeah, I did. Uh, my dad got me into peewees and stuff for fun, and then, uh, yeah, we were competitive, like, 65s, 85s. We did Ponca, Oak Hill, uh, Loretta's, uh, Mosier, back when they did Mosier. Mammoth, we did everything all the time. So. Mm. Was it... Uh, you know, like at that level, it's pretty intense. Like, especially when you're a, a top guy, right? Yeah, it's intense. A lot of training and People coaching. think it's like, oh, it's like minis, you know? But um, man, the classes were so stacked. I was up against, uh, it's like Justin Hill, Cooper Webb, Sin Cirillo, um, Nelson won everything. Uh, and there's so many guys. It was, it was pretty gnarly. It was, so, yeah. so you did all that, right? Um, you always hear some like kids sometimes get burnt out because the parents are like go 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 and you know yeah. just training and riding and riding and riding. I mean, riding a dirt bike as a kid is fun. That's why we all get into it in the first yeah. place, right? But does it kind of turn into like a job? Well, you start getting pressure when you're in eighties. Uh, you got to get a, a a ride like whatever it is. You got to get support going into big bikes. And um, when I was on eighties, it was like two thousand six. So the economy uh, went to to shit. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, so to get big bikes, it's like nine grand a bike plus motor work, traveling. It's like, dude, that's a big step. And um, it's like, yo, you got to win. You got the top five, top three. You got to get a ride. And uh, with the economy and all that stuff, yeah, it gets it gets pretty gnarly. Like it was a it was a gnarly time. Yeah, was it? Did it reach a point for you where it wasn't fun? Yeah, well, it just turns into a job, you know, because it's like you're a kid and all, but um, you gotta do good. Like we're not driving all the way to Oklahoma, spending all this money for you to, um, you know, be a pussy and get tenth. Like yeah. you gotta hang it out and you gotta top five it. So at least, I mean, try to win. But uh, the Zach Bell, uh, there was a lot of dudes in that class uh, that were ripping. Mm -hmm. So uh, did you have a big bike amateur creator speak of? Because I know that some things. Went no, it was like. I got to be, I think it was like 13, 14 or something. Um, and it was like 85s, just about to move up. And at that time, the economy, uh, parents split up. It was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna take a break. So mm -hmm. uh, maybe I'll get back into it. I think they moved it from 16 to 18 was the pro cutoff. So I had a few years to get into big bikes and kind of get a good program like sorted out. Uh, that was kind of the plan and then um, it was just, I don't know, I just kind of was like, all right, let's just take a little break here and, and kind of, you know, mm -hmm. figure it out. So I know it's pretty pretty well publicized that you chopped your truck in half when you were like 16. Yeah, yeah, just and being a dumbass some, kid, you know? Yeah, I it's saw like, some documentaries where you said like that was the end of the motocross dream for you. Yeah, it was like, it was all that stuff together. But yeah, I was just being a dumbass kid. Um, I was living with my mom, free reigns pretty much, uh, partying, having fun. And uh, I'm all, yeah, you know, I ride dirt bikes, I, I drink and drive and whatever, you know. My town, there was like no cops. It was like, uh, it was in Acton, Cal California, which is like uh, 
10 minutes or 15 minutes from Palmdale. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is a little town up there and uh, just, you know, being stupid. And that kind of was like a damper because I wanted to drive myself to the track. It's like, mm. you know, got dad's got to work, mom's got to work. Like I got to drive myself to the track. So when that happened, it was, like, but I mean, it, it was a bummer. But at the same time, I was debating like, I want to ride BMX real bad because I always had so much fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I just liked the freedom in BMX. It was like, it just seemed, it was like a breath of fresh air. I just loved, loved doing it. And uh, I grew up riding BMX in that same town in Palmdale area. They had a bunch of uh, dirt jumps everywhere. So uh, we were always riding BMX. Like after school, we're not riding dirt bikes. All right, call up the older dudes. We're going to go ride BMX all day. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that happened, I was like, all right, well, I can't drive till I'm 18. And, um, living with my mom uh broke as a joke it's like well bmx time you know so mm. that was like gave me time to really focus on bmx and, and start doing that and uh i did that for like a while until i was like 18 and um and i'd had to ride dirt bikes again i missed it so much and mm. uh, i got a job and bought a 2011 cheap four, 450 which is cool because like fuel injected bikes now you can buy a 2011 or something for like two, three grand, and uh, they were good, like it's mm-hmm. sweet. So I got one of those and started riding for fun, and uh, and then it actually ended up going super good. Like free riding, Vinnie Carbone, the No Namers, all those guys out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took me in. I started working, building jumps. It was like that's that was where I was like, this is fun and um, still BMXing, but I was like, this is like taking off kind of. Like I started getting recognition. And, uh, and then when I heard like around the same kind of like in those two years or whatever, X Games was doing a quarter pipe. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I can ride, I can ride quarter pipes all day on BMX. Uh, I was like, I gotta get into that. And then uh, I remember Link had a yard in Temecula with a ramp just sitting there, no one was riding it. I'm like, dude, I gotta get on that thing. So that was my goal. Like as soon as that came about, I was like, I'm focusing on the quarter pipe on a dirt bike and I'm pretty sure they need riders, so I think I can get in. And that was like, that was the start of like my drive for, for X Games. Okay, so you talk about uh, Vinnie Carbone and the No Namers and stuff. So yep. were you still living in Palmdale? Because I know those no. guys are down in Ritchie, right? Yeah, so uh, man, I knew, like I went out there, I stayed with my buddy uh, Evan at the time in Redlands, like an apartment, just couch surfing. And I'm like, I got to get out here because there's just so much going on with the hills. And, uh, and I had a van because I was working construction. So, um, yeah, like I ended up moving out to Paris at this, uh, BMX spot, couch surfing again there. And, uh, and then still working and stuff. I wanted to ride so bad and I saw like opportunity in it mm-hmm. that, uh, I got this idea. I'm like, if I work construction all day and then there was a night crew, my boss was super cool. It's like, I'll work night shift too. So I worked all day and then I would clock out and then drive to Hollywood to go work construction down there and I'd work all night and then I'd clock out and go back to Santa Clarita and Mm -hmm. clock in and work a day job my bosses didn't know I was working two jobs but uh I did I would so I would do that for like a month or two and I would save up like I think I forget what it was it was like 2400 bucks a month from each job so anyways I would stack for like two months and then I'd go hey I gotta go I gotta quit you know uh and then I would go stay like couch surf and ride moto and I'd have like you know 10 grand saved up or something Mm -hmm. 
So I would do that, and then I was able to just ride all day every day for a while till I ran out of money. Yeah. But yeah, I moved out to Paris um, to be closer and uh, started ripping like every day with those guys. Okay, did the, uh, so you know, you, you grew up racing. Yep. Then you got these BMX skills and how do they complement each other? I mean, um, I'm sure the back, you backflipped a bicycle before a motorcycle, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I always loved BMX because it's so creative. It's like you can do anything you want. And, and then everybody in that community too is like, everyone's like real cool and like uh it's not about like one upping each other it's more just like um just jamming and riding and it was just a cool attitude and the guys in richie um vinnie and those guys had that same kind of attitude where it was like it was just fun you know it wasn't yeah. competitive um and then yeah like with riding bmx and then uh i used to flip like that was like my thing i'd go to like the biggest jump or whatever and i'd go flip that and uh, mm -hmm. and then being that i flipped i don't even know like tons of times uh when it came time to flip a dirt bike i kind of like already knew i could do it mm -hmm. it just felt like if i was riding a heavy like a like a 40 pound bmx bike or something and flipping off of a bank it'd be like all right you got to pull hard to flip this thing i was like that's probably how a dirt bike feels and so um i picked a step up out there and i flipped that without even ever riding a foam pit mm -hmm. and i under rotated but i knew like it was it was a safe jump you could land on your feet and be fine it was like landing at the top of a hill you know so, uh, and then the second time I did it, I landed it. And then I just started flipping that jump a bunch. Like, yeah. So yeah, it was cool. Like I got to learn things from a BMX and take them straight to moto, like quarter pipe. Felt like I was already like, the first two days I was riding a quarter on a moto, I started going like 20 feet. Mm -hmm. So I, it just, the transition was like easy going from quarter on BMX to moto. I think it helps out. So there's some different variables with a motorcycle, like the engine. Yeah. And the, uh, you know, the rev and the rotational uh, forces of the wheel and stuff. Yeah. Um, Does that make it easier or harder? I just ridden moto so much that it was like kind of a comfortable thing for me. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when BMX guys get on moto, like they think they're going to be good at it or something. And yeah. like, it's different, man. It's like the throttle and you're not pulling up off a jump. You're pushing in and letting the suspension do the work. Mm -hmm. um, so I was comfortable with it, but yeah. Like if moto guys try to ride BMX, you know, they kick it or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's a, it's different. Wait, Colby, we're going to take a quick break to uh, hear from our sponsors. We'll be back for uh, more with Colby Raha. Welcome back to the Swap Moto Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and FMF Racing. Here with Colby Raha. 
So what was the big break? Was it the quarter pipe gold medal or was, I mean, you got an X before that, right? Yeah, I think um, like the whole time I was always like working to be super good on a bike. That's the thing is like, I never really cared about like um, who I knew or like getting in with like a click or, mm -hmm. or any of that. Like uh, I always just focused on being as good as I could be. And, um, and so like when X games came about the quarter thing went, I went and won that my first year, they invited me to step up, I think as like an alternate or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I showed up and I got third and then, um, real moto too. I got into that my first year and I got third in that. Um, but I think it was like, I've just been always like grinding to be super good. It's like, if you're really like good at what you do, it's like nobody can really say nothing and it doesn't almost matter who you know. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. you just, you know, you got good at what you do. Do you uh, still go to tracks and hammer out laps and stuff? I mean, cause like <clears throat> when you watch you in videos, it's obvious you have like awesome bike handling skills, right? But they're kind of honed on a track, aren't they? Yeah, I don't really go to the track anymore. Like, no? uh, I, I, I rarely I'll go. If my friends hit me, I'm like, hey, we're going to the track. You know, I'm like, all right, all right, we'll go. But uh, my bikes are set up so stiff for, for jumps. Yeah. Um, and I'm so spoiled with like riding the hills. You got like third gear step up floaters, you know? It's like yeah. so much fun compared to riding a track. The biggest jump feels like a peewee jump when you're out there. Um, it's fun, you get arm pump and it's like, you know, it's, it's a fun, I just, uh, I've just ridden tracks so much like growing up um, and then being spoiled with the hills, it's like, I don't really pay, like I, I'd rather just go ride for yeah. free yeah. and like pay money to do like circles, you know. Um, when you go to the track though, I mean, you still have your core skills. I, that, the kids that start on minis, they're like good because they have, yeah. have, have these deep, uh, you know, skills that were developed early on. Yeah, so. like hammering, breaking bumps and railing corners and stuff. You can always tell when someone didn't grow up riding because they're like sitting on the back of their bike, like, yeah. like hitting corners all goofy and just like, but uh, yeah, um, I'd like to do something that has to do with racing just to kind of show that I can moto. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm gonna do the Hawaiian Supercross. Are you? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Bernard's gonna help, help me uh, get into that. So we'll see if I'm in shape. I don't want to go out there and get gas like third lap or anything. But uh, if I, you know, I'm gonna start like training and stuff like I have been. Um, we'll see, dude. If it works out. But either way, I, I love free riding. That's like the most fun thing for me right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, you just uh, you you got some Husqvarna support, right? Yeah, yeah. How how that all worked out was um, basically I was riding cowies. And I went into my motor guy, um, Andrew at Race Tech, at the time, and uh, I'm like, "Hey, dude, what can we do? I need more horsepower." I'm like, "What should we do?" Because he'd modded my motors out and mapped them. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, "Dude, I'm giving everything my bike's got on this quarter and step up." I'm like, "I, I just need like more horsepower. What should we do?" And he goes, "Well, if I were you, I would go get a KTM or a Husqvarna, because right out of the box, if we map them right, they have more torque than your built." Cowie motor. He's like, check out the curves on the, you know, the mapping and everything. And I was like, damn, like a stock Husqvarna has more power. So um, it worked out with my Rockstar Energy deal. Mm -hmm. And my manager uh, knew people at Husky and he pretty much was like, let's set this up. Um, I, I kind of wanted, I wanted to get a KTM or Husky regardless, but it worked out. Uh, 
with the Rockstar, they were able to work out a deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So is your bike look just like Jason Anderson's now? You have to run the Rockstar graphics. On? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like <clears throat> um, people don't know, but like when you get sponsored, like super like thankful, like dude, it's the best. But you have to run whatever, you know. It's like yeah. you got to run like the certain, even like the size and placement and stuff like that. You can kind of mess around. Like they're pretty cool about it. Like if I'm free riding and stuff, like they're they're cool about it. But um, competition wise, like yeah, you got to have your logos mm-hmm. and everything. Okay, so that's like a big corporate deal, right? Like a rock star husky. Yeah. How does that conflict with some of your other personal sponsors? Um, no, everything's good. Like right now, everything's super cool. Um, Shift, Showy, um, Rockstar, and then Husqvarna. Like those are my my main ones, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I got meds, CBD. Um, but yeah, like everybody's cool with it. Mm-hmm. Are you still a Weed Maps guy, or is that? Nah, Weed Maps. Uh, basic <laughs> dude, they were so cool, man. I wish they were still doing their thing. They planned mm-hmm. the coolest trips for us. But. Uh, I guess something is like, um, I don't know. I, I actually am not even sure. So I don't even want to really get into it, but yeah, they discontinued <laughs> their whole athletes, but then surfers, skating. One of your sponsors made like the weed pens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Brass knuckles back. When Are you I still with them or school. no? No, no. They, uh, man, the weed industry is like real flip floppy, you know, it's like they'll be <laughs> killing it. And then they'll just like, Oh, that's it. We're shutting down shop. Government got involved, something, something. It's like, all right. You know, it was cool while it lasted. Yeah. It ripped the shit out of you, but oh, well. Nice. Hey, so the urban stuff, right? I mean, I, I, dude, I follow you on YouTube and I look at all the stuff and some of the stuff you think of is just like, what is he thinking, man? Yeah. Like the jumping into the uh, the aqueduct looking thing and the, how about riding over that bridge? Yeah. <laughs> like that wasn't necessarily a jump. That was just like, yeah. Uh, that was just hairy. Man, it's like you come up with something that's like cool and it, it like it's not doing it isn't the hard part, you know, because I see people, oh, I'd do that. That's easy. But it's like pulling it off is like the hardest part. It's like you got to park your van somewhere and like ride through the streets, you know, like hopefully you don't see a cop. If you do and they chase you, you got to bail to your van. Hopefully they don't catch <laughs> you, you know, like pulling it off is the hard part. Um, but yeah, I love it. Like I did this whole edit recently. It was just all skate parks. Yeah, and like the stuff cool. I was doing is like, it's not super hard. Like some of it was tech. It's like hitting a um, pretty steep quarter pipe, like in first gear and popping up over a fence mm-hmm. and stuff. Like that stuff's pretty tech. Um, just cause it would be like hitting a wall on super cross. It's not meant to go forward. So you gotta, yeah. But uh, it wasn't like, that wasn't like all the hardest. The hardest part was like, riding your 450 into a quiet park and like ripping around for like five minutes and going like, okay, like let's get out of here before a ranger or something. Mm -hmm. Like they block the entrance to the park. Like it's like committing like a crime almost or something. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's fun. Cause it's kind of like no one's really doing that that much. Hill had done some of that. And uh, there's, I mean, it's always been a thing. It's not like we're like the first guys to do it. Mm -hmm. They were doing that stuff in like Krusty's and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's like, I think it's fun. It's fun getting out of there. So now that you're, <clears throat> you know, you have the bike sponsor, it seems like you go through a lot of wheels, right? Yeah, like yeah, I, so. I've seen um, so many clips of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think like sometimes I'll land super hard, my wheels would be fine. And I think what it was is I was working with like suspension settings. It's people probably don't really understand it, but it's like 
if you land hard, your suspension will compress, um, not all the way. And we're trying to figure out a good setting for quarter pipe. So when you hit the quarter pipe, your suspension doesn't compress. Anyways, I was landing super hard in real moto and I uh, kept, I blew out a bunch of wheels. And I think it was like the um, high speed compression was set super low. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't going through the whole um, suspension. Who knows, man? I don't know. Cause I, how, I wasn't- How many wheels did you have on deck, like in your shop? Oh, I just started weeding them out. I was just throwing them all out. Cause I'm like, I don't have room. Um, <laughs> but I have like, I think it was like 15. It took up a whole bench. It was like a 16 foot workbench underneath. It was just all wheels, just spokes and bent up wheels. So do you have a good wheel guy? A good yeah. wheel sponsor? Like um, so luckily Husqvarna has uh, good wheels right out of the box. Mm -hmm. If you keep your wheels tight, like go ride them and make sure they're all good, then they, they're, they're pretty much good, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think they're trying to find the, like, the fine line between lightweight for moto, so racing, yeah. and like durability. And I think the stuff we're doing in the, like free riding and like some of the drops I've been doing, I think that kind of like exceeds the limit of like what their wheels are designed to take maybe. Yeah, I don't think a dirt bike wheel's designed to land flat on cement, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I haven't put the Husky to the test. I'll be in real moto this year. Yeah. So um, I'm going to start filming here in a couple weeks, I think, uh, coming up. And uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got faith in the Husky, though. Nice. Hey, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back for more with Colby Raha. What's up guys, it's Brock Tickle and I'm getting things ready and lined up for 2020. I'm stoked to be with FXR this year. The gear is awesome, fits me well and the pants are the best fitting pants I've ever worn. Just the fit and how the panels are, it really does fit me really well. I'm preparing for my comeback season at Tampa Supercross for Tylube AEO Brock Tickle Racing. Don't try to be the fastest on the track. Be the fastest ever. Work harder than everyone else. Because dedication is everything. If they say your goals are crazy, be insane. Be fast. Be the crazy one. Be unstoppable. One goal, one vision. We have four colors right now. Retails for $28.95 at odigrips.com and of course, your favorite retailer. We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.
Welcome back to the Swap Motor Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and FMF Racing. I've uh, got one last segment with Colby Raha. So, the hairy thing that I saw on uh, new videos where you're jumping, I think it's at your office or your shop or something, and banking off the wall and back down. And yeah. That first crash did not look good. No. Um, and you yeah. could have hit that blue uh, pathfinder or whatever. Yeah, or I could have like put my foot down and broke it or something. Yeah. Yeah, that was like this bright idea I had. I'm like, I want to do a gnarly wall ride uh, for Real Moto. And uh, I was looking for places where it's like you could bank off into something. And, and I'm like, you know what? I got this BMX uh, box set up in my shop already. Mm -hmm. And on Sundays, no one's at the office. So I'm like, we'll just pull the ramp set up out. And I had that ramp. The ramp. Yeah, my, my good friend, he's like an old school cat from IE. He's like built a ramp. Or, my friend knew the guy that owned it, whatever. He's like, hey, I got this van. I'm like, whatever, pull up in it, dude. Let's see this thing. He pulls up. I'm like, damn, that thing is pretty sick. <laughs> uh, so we set it up, and I, I kept coming in, and I was like, dude, this is so gnarly. Like, if I gave it too much gas, I overshoot it. Like, it's all concrete. Like, if yeah. I'm, you know, I was kind of <laughs> tripping on it. And then uh, I just, I was like, all right, I got this. Like, I cruise in, hit it bounced off the wall like pretty proper and I saw the landing I gave it a little like blurp off the wall and just overshot it and weeded it but like I got up and I was fine and I was like I can land that shit so I was I was stoked so second time greased it and I did it like 10 times or something did the landlord ever like say why are there tire marks up there yeah um one of my neighbors I think must have told on me or something uh -huh. um because I think they pulled up and saw it and the landlord the next day, she's super cool. Her name's Janet. Thanks, Janet, if she watches, I don't know. But she was like, she like sent me a screen grab from a surveillance <laughs> camera of me doing a 12 o'clock because I was like warming up or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and she goes, uh, her message was like, um, as inviting as our parking lot is, it is not suited for X Games. Uh, please disregard ever doing this again. <laughs> And I put like, thank you, like, sorry, I'll never ride my dirt bike in the parking lot ever again. Um, and she sent a smiley face and a thumbs up and I was like, damn, like I would hate to move out of, you know? Yeah. Move out of your shop or like break your lease or something like, damn. So you, uh, right after uh, the first gold medal, you got sponsors and funding and you went and you rented a legit like shop to work out of, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they got these like 2000 square foot or 15 or something. They got these cool shops and uh, I'm like, I, I grew up, so I grew up and my dad was friends with uh, Tyler Evans and Kenny Miller and uh, Eddie Stauber and those guys. Mm -hmm. And they had the sickest shop, it was a blood shot in mm -hmm. Corona. And like, I always wanted a shop like that. They had the, the place done up, all graffitied, all sick. And um, so yeah, like made sense now to get, like I've got so many parts and tools and I've got a few bikes now. 110s, different stuff, and it's like, it's like perfect, you know, it's like a right amount of space, so it's like a cool workshop, keep everything mm -hmm. in there organized. So do you, uh, do you earn your living like off contest winnings, or is it sponsorship uh, endorsement money? And At first it was only prize money, because I wasn't mm -hmm. getting any bonuses or I had no salaries. It's like, go win uh, Nitro and get like 30 grand and that was all. Now um, I'm getting, I get checks every month from my sponsors. So um, I got to keep them stoked. I'm just yeah. like 
you know, social media and stuff. So you're not having to work a night shift? No, stuff. no, dude, I'm not having to work. It's like a dream, man. I, like, so thankful. Like, uh, I trip out just, like, looking at my shop and all my stuff. I'm like, Is like, it crazy really to think cool. where you came from? Like, the lowest low part? Yeah. The, where you are now? Yeah, like, my friends, like, they trip the hardest because they're like, dude, when I met you, you literally, like, barely had a little Toyota stick shift thing was, like, breaking as you're driving it. And you're living at like this party pad, like the IE, just like you didn't even have a dirt bike. Like, but uh, yeah, like I just, it was like this project I put together, like in my head, I'm like, if I can do this and this and this and build um, and see how far I can go. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a trip, but I'm like, I just know the time and like the effort I put into it. Mm -hmm. So it's like kind of, it's cool. It's it's cool to, for me, like, when we started Transworld Motocross in 2000, <clears throat> we are like, the only magazine to give freestyle regular coverage, right? Yeah. But to see, like, the freestyle movement, like, go way high with all the contests and X Games and everything, and it's kind of tapered off, but it's changed. It hasn't gone away. It's it's changed, right? So, like, yeah. guys like you, those top guys, can still earn a living riding freestyle motocross. Yeah, I think social media has like really helped out. It's like you're able to just go do cool stuff on your bike, like whatever it is. Um, if it's cool, you're gonna get like all the views and followers and stuff. So that companies, it's they're getting views and stuff. Like it's um, valuable to companies. So I think social media has opened the doors for free riding a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's I think like free riding is is almost like I get messages all the time from people like, yo, I went out and bought a bike. I want to start riding, you know, the hills and stuff. Dude, how, how about the guy that wadded trying to do the combine those jumps at Paula and at all he was Paula. cared about was impressing you? Yeah, dude, Moto Tired on Instagram. Yeah. Man, yeah, that was the craziest thing because uh, he seemed like, I don't know if he was pissed about it, but he was like, are you stoked, Raha? <laughs> like, I did it for you, man. Like, something, I don't know. I was like, I was like, well, dude, don't just go do it for me. Like, just because I, you know, jumped it, the thing's fifth gear, and it's pretty on it. Like, you're compressing, and, and you're actually, like, the first time I hit it in fifth, I'm like, I don't want to overshoot it. Um, I cased it because I didn't pull up. So, like, the second time, and, like, every time after that, it was, like, fifth gear pulling up to get mm -hmm. that far. It was a big jump. Josh Hill hit it first. Uh, and then this guy, he was on a 2003 CR250, uh, and he comes out this thing, and you could tell he just, it wasn't like pinned. I would have told him, he should have waited till I was there. Or he should have hit me up. Yeah. Like, how do you hit this jump? <laughs> I'd have told him, dude, go like about as fast as your bike can go and stay real straight so you don't swap or nothing. He, uh, dude, he just endo backsided this like 200 foot tabletop. Yeah. I guess he was fine. His bike was totaled. Yeah, people, I mean, like insp I inspire people because they tell me all the time, but like, don't go and like huck this shit. I've been riding since I was three, four years old. Like, yeah, you gotta get, you know, get your skills right. It's like, it's like I, I don't know. I suck at golfing, but it's like I wouldn't try to hit a, a like. I anytime I try to hit the ball far, it doesn't go where I want it to. You know, <laughs> I gotta work on. You gotta start yeah. slow. You know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what is your uh, strategy or schedule with like your YouTube channel? Because I know you you put out stuff pretty yeah. regularly um i go out and when i ride the hills uh, i film i have like one of my buddies film um just the raw stuff 
And then when I stack up enough of that, I'll drop like a 10 minute or 15 minute, just us practicing and riding in the mm -hmm. hills. And then uh, Tyson, my real moto filmer, mm -hmm. uh, he, he'll come out and he gets all the really good stuff. So once we stack up enough of that, we'll put something out for that. And then uh, I try to save like a lot of the cool stuff I'm doing, like my ideas, I try to save for real moto. So like um, that way I'm not just dropping like heaters or like creative stuff that I could have used for real moto. You're not giving it away for free. Yeah, too, like, yeah. you know. So do you um, have some stuff in the can right now? Yeah, I do. And I got some really cool stuff for, for real moto this year. I can't wait to do it. Um, I kind of, I've been getting kind of beat to some of the stuff that uh, like people have been doing it before me kind of deal. Um, but I got it. I got some cool stuff saved up. Nice. So last year's project, uh, I read like the quote was like, yeah, I lost part of my finger for that. Yeah. So what happened? The lever snapped you? <clears throat> no, I was, um, we went out to Bakersfield just a fun day and the sun was setting. Like it looked really cool. And there's this, um, pretty good sized jump i was back flipping out there mm -hmm. and uh i wanted to get a shot just in case we needed it for real moto and i did it a bunch and then um it was like a few weeks later we're going through footage and i'm like i don't see that shot anywhere so i'm like okay i'll just go back out there i know schweitzer was going to come down um so i was like hey can you meet me out there with your red and let's reshoot it so we went out to that same jump and i hadn't warmed up or anything and it was like sunset and i went i felt felt off but I was like we just got to get the shot I'm all the way out here I back flipped it and I did it like four times and then he was still getting his camera and everything kind of going and I flipped it and I, I got the flip and I landed and it was like a square edge rain rut or something mm -hmm. just made my front end just knife and it was it was dry as a bone so like there's no traction my front end knifed and I slid down the landing mm -hmm. would have just been like road rash or something but it was Bakersfield and it was like people bury like refrigerators and shit out there for like their jumps, you know? They're yeah. Building it with shovels. I think something in the landing was sharp and it just took off the top of my finger. So like when I got up, I was like, ah, oh, damn, I like, cut my finger. And then I'm looking at it and I'm all, it's, there's like no nail. And it's like, you can see a bone and I'm all, shit. Like I've got like a week left to film and I had all this stuff planned for real moto. Yeah. Thankfully I get to go do it this year. But I'm like, ah. Uh, yeah, that was the end of my filming. So we, whatever we had, we put in our real moto, yeah. and I ended up and winning. It worked out. Yeah. yeah, sweet. Well, hey, but I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, the new real moto. Yeah, uh, I know you got some tricks up your sleeve, but thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you, Don. I was stoked when you reached out about coming on the show. Yeah, and, uh, awesome. So, give Colby Raha a follow on Instagram and YouTube. Constant entertainment. I know I follow him both places, but uh, anyway, thanks for watching the show, and be sure to check out SwapMotoLive.com.